Hello, listener. Feel free to skip this episode if at any point you feel uncomfortable with these topics. No hard feelings. Hello and welcome to Share Club Pod, this podcast in which myself and Michelle talk about the film, TV, music, and everything that's lit literature. I am Gio Hive. And I am Michelle uh, Lacey. And we are here and it is season three. Applause. Uh, rip headphone users because I know I clap loud. Um, today we'll be talking about Set It Up. Uh, uh, a choice of mine, a romantic comedy um, mm-hmm. that happened, I want to say 2018. I should probably have that answer. Yeah, right I, think, yeah I think it was 2018. Yes, it, uh, that came out in 2018 on Netflix. Um, I enjoy this movie. Uh, and so we'll talk about it. Um, and But now that we're here at the beginning of season three, how are you, Michelle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh just live like every like all the time. Uh I don't know. I've had a hard time getting motivated to do things. Um except Shakalapat things because it's I don't know, I feel like mm, the, I, this is a problem for people with anxiety and stuff, I think. Or not just regular. Um, I want... I have a bunch of hours to myself to do my research. Um, but I haven't really... Uh, I have set up a schedule for myself so I can work on those things. But I tend to put things that have hard deadlines before everything else. Um, and so I have a sort of like a hard deadline for stuff, but not for my research yet. My advisors haven't really given me a hard deadline for things. And so it's kind of hard giving me a hard deadline, like telling myself, okay, you have this hard deadline because there's no repercussions type of deal. Um, and so I've had hard, had a hard time convincing myself to make myself a hard deadline. Um, But I know eventually it'll happen. Um, I've been working on my incomplete from last semester. Uh, And then a bunch of other personal stuff that I'm not going to really talk about at the moment because I'm not feeling like it. So I'm sorry, y'all. But hey, I'm telling y'all that I'm doing okay. I know. I shouldn't. Ah! But point is, um, that's kind of been it. Other than that, um, I've been all right. I've been, most of the time, have been okay. Um, Thankfully, my seasonal depression wasn't as bad as I was expecting. So so I'm so excited uh, about that. Um, I feel like the, would it be called an aftershock? Yeah, I think, like, what I'm feeling right now are aftershocks from years past. Like, mm. <laughs> like my body's so used to being in, in like, shutdown mode during these times. Yeah. Uh, that it's kind of doing that, even though I don't 
completely mentally feel like shutting down if that makes any sense um you're like this is the time so like what Uh, mm -hmm. of course it's still gonna happen just not it's not gonna hurt as much yeah and so i think that that's what's been going on recently that because i didn't get that usual like depression wave (laughs) during during the winter break i am getting like little aftershock waves right now like during at nights or during the day or something um but i'm really hoping that once um this month i mean because oh yeah because we're recording ahead of time y'all but by the time you guys listen to this i'm hoping i got my shit figured out hopefully <laughs> hopefully got my shit figured out um and uh, yeah um i'm i'm all right i think how about you you Jim? things are getting better um but this uh, this semester hit me hard it was just it was kind of rough of I had the winter break and my winter break was not as long as usual, which is both a blessing and a curse of like, sure, I got to like, refer- I had like, a actually it was pretty good for me because like I got to have a little bit of time to myself to kind of relax or like do stuff that I would not have had time to do if I just kept running myself into the ground. Um, Cause I was, I was burnt. I was a burnt. Um, but uh, I, it, it wasn't long enough to like, financially affect me like the previous winter did um and then I can't like I took what like maybe two weeks I was maybe two weeks off just because my work my job is works on like certain bank hours um uh like on a bank on a bank calendar Hmm. um but then I came back to work and but like some staff members uh because Omicron some staff members were out some um I don't know we are yeah, because the, because the pandemic exists, we are going to talk about the pandemic a little bit because it affects all of our lives. Um, the pan, yeah. So with Omicron variant, it like hit everybody hard, and so a lot of people were out of office in my in my department. Like my mom had my mom had Omicron had caught COVID, um, which was her second time having COVID. My mom's husband had caught COVID, had gotten COVID. I managed to not get COVID because we had separate holidays and i and because there were some sniffles happening where i was i like i shut down and social distance and wore masks but like that's not i it's like a weird blessing and a curse that i didn't get it because it's like i'm glad i didn't get COVID. but on the other hand i didn't get COVID because i'm not as close to the people to my to my mom and like i'm not hugging up on them or like being that close in fact uh, proximity like most of the time, even before COVID, like my mom and I would have conversations where I was just at like her door frame. <laughs> so like those kind of those things of social distancing kind of already happen, except for just like the car car situation would be different. But anyway, I also have been like have had been going through some struggles with medication that have been resolved of trying to get medicate get my medication back and insurance making things more difficult than they really needed to, and. I have a new therapist. I have a new psych. Um, I'm graduating this summer. But that means that there's a lot of like, I'm having these moments of like, wow, I really, I'm here now. It's real. And like, 
waiting for the moment, like feeling the like in the background, still having been like, what if you fuck this up? But like, it's not loud enough. It's not loud enough at the moment because I'm like, yo, I keep getting these reminders. Like, I'm, I'm being like, oh, I'm here. I'm, I made it. I, it took me this far. I'm being like, oh, no, wait. I'm even more prepared for this than I realized of like all that time it took before. I've really prepared myself to do stuff even more so. And so I'm just really feeling like I'm feeling good. Like it is kind of stressful. It is kind of stressful. And I am kind of like doing just enough to get by a bit, but like get by is still like A's and B's right now. But I also have my accommodations that'll help me out. And um, it's going to be a long semester, especially since like at work, I am taking on additional duties from like, so there's the duties of my job uh, on paper. There's the duties of my job in practice. There's the duties that I've taken a couple extra duties that I've taken on because a, one staff member is out at the moment um, on maternity leave. And there's the, there's uh, me trying to implement, me wanting to imp implement an entire program so that I can say I have the experience of, of implementing programming so that I can maybe get a salary position in the future uh, of this kind of like programming work. So like I'm implement, like I have the expertise of like the kind of program we're doing. And so some of that stuff I'd have to do myself in order to be able to explain it. But I was like, if I'm going to have to do some of it, I might as well learn how to do all of it at once and actually build up that experience of like, okay, let me uh, make, like, maybe actually turn this into a path that I can go down instead of like, oh, a thing I'm kind of interested in and I have, I know how to do it a little bit. I'm like, no, let me learn how from tip to tail how to do this. Even if there's certain stuff I can't do myself because I'm not, I'm not professional staff, I would like to be there to do it. I was like, I would like to be there so I can experience from observation of like, I can't negotiate with vendors, but like I'd like to be in the room when the negotiations happen so that I can like learn how those negotiations happen, you know? Um, and then there's some facilitating stuff that I'm doing with that. And outside, like, I'll, I'm let, this is a year leveling up. Geo's, Geo's like, hey, I'm here. We leveling up. 2022 dreams will come through. And you are, you are muted. And Michelle's Michelle's doing something. I'm guessing it's the Sierra song, Level Up. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to get us in trouble. And so I was just. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. Dude, you're not. I'm not doing the beat on purpose. I'm purposely not doing the beat. Level up, level up, level up, level up, For patrons, for patrons, you can see me doing hands motions. You could have seen Michelle doing hand motions. You go on there. We have the two tier, the two dollar tier, the five dollar tier, and the ten dollar tier, um, and you can enjoy us uh, recording and figuring shit out. Like uh, I just remembered right before we started recording that I still need to put up season one and September twenty twenty one episodes onto Patreon for our archive. Um, don't worry, we haven't forgot about you. I mean, I forgot in this moment, but like it was written down. I just haven't looked at these notes in the hiatus. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I, I I'm I'm ready to go to start. Yeah, you ready? Let's go. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of water. Take a fucking sip, babe. Ha ha ha. And we're here. Here we go. I'm gonna look up the look at the Wikipedia. Ooh. Set it up. 
is a 2018 American romantic comedy film directed by Claire Scanlon, written by Katie Silberman, and starring Zoe Deutsch, Glenn Powell, Tay Diggs, and Lucy Liu. The plot follows two overworked assistants who try to set up their demanding bosses on dates in New York City. The film was released on June 15, 2018 by Netflix to favorable reviews. Harper Morris, the 25-year-old assistant to Kirsten Stevens, a former journalist and now editor of an online sports journalism empire. Charlie Young is a 28-year-old assistant to the high-strung venture capitalist Rick Otis. Both work in the same building and meet one night when their bosses need dinner. Harper has ordered dinner for herself and Kirsten, but has no cash on her to pay for it. Charlie, who was not able to order dinner for his boss, pays for it to give to Rick. After Harper tells him she will be fired if she does not return with food, Charlie reluctantly allows her to take one of the meals. While meeting Charlie the next day to reimburse him for the cost of the food, Harper expresses surprise that Charlie would work for such an abrasive and demanding boss. Charlie reveals that Rick is well-connected and a recommendation from him would guarantee his financial success. Harper expresses her deep admiration for Kirsten and her desire to write the sort of sports journalism that would make people cry. After complaining that they have no time for their personal lives, Harper jokes that both of their bosses need to get laid. Charlie is initially disgusted by the comment, but after some thought, Harper plans to get their bosses together, reasoning that if they are dating each other, they would have less time to overwork herself and Charlie. Charlie reluctantly joins in on the plan. And that's all I'm going to read from the plot there, because that's the initial setup. Um, what did you think about the movie, Michelle? Uh, honestly, I didn't want to watch it at first, because I don't like romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, I was just like, recently I've been more tolerant of romantic comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and um, I actually watched it with my mom last night. Oh. Yeah, I was like, we finished watching Fast 9 because she hadn't seen it. Um, and I hadn't seen Fast and Furious movies since the seventh one came out <laughs> since Paul Walker tears may he rest in peace um, came out um, and so I was like hey mom I need to watch this movie what are you going to do she told me oh well which one is it I was like it's this romantic comedy but I don't know if you want to watch it she's like oh, okay let's watch it and so I, I actually like thought she wouldn't be interested but because usually like you can tell whenever she's looking at her phone uh, while watching a movie. But she even set it down, like, completely. Didn't even, like, look at it. She was, like, really invested in the movie and laughing and then saying, like, did you hear what she said? And then we, like, go back to make sure we listen to what they said. Like, in El Chisme. Like, making sure, like... like you said what? No. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean, Mom? Well, you didn't get that reference? Oh, yeah, that thing... Uh, really surprised me. So, since my mom started dating this this uh, white chicken, sorry Frank, if you ever listen to this, uh, I don't care. You're white chicken to me. I'm sorry, uh, I don't. You just said, I'm sorry, I don't care. That's funny. I'm sorry, I don't care. Uh, but since she started dating Frank, this dude, um, he listens to country music, and so my mom started listening to country music. And apparently, there was this country song reference in the movie. And I'm like, "What is like the boots? It like we're gonna we're gonna hit boots, or we're gonna do something? Knock boots. I, knock boots, yeah." And I was like, "What does that even mean?" And then my mom explained it to exactly. me, and I was like, 
oh my god my yes. mom understands something i that's funny that's not just a country reference because there's also like an r&b song it's like somebody come and knock in the boots yeah like or whatever the actual lyrics are but yeah Oh, I had no idea. And so my mom, I was like, what does that even <laughs> mean? And then she explained it to me. So that's kind of, it was funny. Um, and we we're just laughing through the whole thing. Um, so it was, it was, a, it was cute. Like I knew it, the thing I don't really like about romantic comedies is that they're very, very, um, what's the word? Um, um, like, I can expect things already happening. Oh, Predictable. Predictable, yes. That's the word. Yeah, these movies are very predictable to me. And so that's why I don't like watching them. It's mostly because of the, like, the plots and stuff that that I don't like watching romantic comedies, I think. Um, and so I had a feeling that the, the like, the boss's thing wasn't really going to work out, but that these assistants were going to end up falling for each other mm -hmm. i will say i did doubt it for a second i was like so these guys are going out with their other people okay but then i started seeing how they were gonna they're like looking at each other's and whatever i'm like oh, okay yeah they're gonna end up together um so i kind of just enjoyed the movie as it was going like the funny references that they're kind of making and and like um talking about what else uh, what else can I think about this movie? I mean, um, I can say some thoughts and we can spark a, a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie pretty recently after it came out um, initially. And like, I loved it so much. I was like, because romantic comedies to me are like kind of silly. And like, to me, it felt refreshing to be like, oh, a romantic comedy that feels like it feels like it's in 2018. It feels like it's like it didn't feel like it was just like stagnant, time, timeless. It felt like it was like it was refreshing to me of like it wasn't just like hot. Babe. It was like normal, normal people. It felt like normal people to me, Um, you know, normal hot people, but like still like normal anyway. But like I when this movie first came out, like. I was in love with Zoe Deutsch's character because of like the amount of like energy she brings here. And it's like, I'm passionate about writing and I'm passionate about the sports and stuff. And like, I'm just, a, uh, to quote Cardi B, a regular schmegular girl. Like it just felt, it felt real. Like it, well, she felt, she didn't feel real. She felt like a dream. Like I was like, this is what I want. Um, but I, I've since grown mm -hmm. a bit past that. So I watched this movie last night with, with my closest friend, Jesse, and they were like, they and I were like watching it. And I kept like wincing at parts of the movie of like certain lines or certain portmanteaus where I was like, this is bad. Uh, but like, I, I still enjoyed the movie and like laughed at parts, but like other parts, I was like, you didn't have to say that. Like, this dude's awful. You don't deserve like this. You don't deserve her. Like, like, what do you see in this dude? Because this dude had this dude is like has so much to unlearn. Charlie has so much to so much unlearning to do that is like, do I want to be there while you're doing it instead of being like, hey, until you figure your shit out, I'm like, I support you and I wish you well, but I'm done. And that's kind of how I feel about most romantic movies, romantic comedies. I go like. 
there's still like enough in order for it to be dramatic enough, somebody has to be wrong enough. But if like you're like the sometimes maybe even if because it like the way it affects me in my life, if it's there's a certain amount of wrongness that I go like, oh, I wouldn't want to be with you anymore just because this like this 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 red flag is not something that can be turned turned yellow so quickly. Um, but I uh, yeah, this movie I still like the movie. What were I you don't talking about? Beify it as much. Um, let's say for example, uh, Charlie's like very like casually misogynistic of like, oh, your boss, blah, blah, your boss needs to get laid. It's like, what? Maybe the boss needs a vacation? It's like, your boss needs to get laid. Like, and like trying to be like looking out, trying to look out for Rick, even though like Rick's a piece of shit. He's like, Charlie's very much thinking, he's like, oh, I have to be this kind of person. And like some of that, some like he has that realization at the end that he doesn't need to be does he that like he doesn't want to be that kind of person like he can be a good person and figure like he has to figure some shit out. When yeah, but like I guess he still kind of he still loses like they also don't reward him for uh for which is interesting anyway um he's uh he's very much from that capitalist vein of like I'm the bit like business and you and you you treat people like shit and like there are moments where he catches himself like when he talks to Bo the intern. And he's like, oh, that was really mean. I'm sorry. But then, but like, as we go into the progress into the movie, it's like he chooses more. He chooses, like, he chooses to lean in more before he starts leaning out. But like, when we're at the end of the movie, there's some stuff that isn't strictly him about work that I go, like, no, this is still that, that way of looking at women, that way of thinking about relationships, where I go, like, just because you made this decision and you're interested in me doesn't mean you're done like that doesn't mean that like you're going to learn like you're going to keep learning like i hope that so for me at the end of the movie i go like i'm hoping you're willing to keep unlearning because you're not done like there's some stuff where like charlie says something and then zoe deutsch's character just kind of like goes harper (laughs) and then keeps harper yeah harper just kind of like sighs at it and keeps moving where I would have been like, no, let's let's confront that now. <laughs> but romantic comedies, it was fun. It was fun watch. I did just went at some stuff though. So yeah, there's like a lot of sexism mm-hmm. and heteronormative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of gender neutral stuff going on. And anti-ace and arrow stuff. Yeah. Or rather, just, Uh, like, not thinking about those as possibilities. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but, like, when they were, when Harper said, oh, we're, we're, like, the men behind the curtains, it was, like, hmm. And then they said it, like, twice. Um, So, I was, like, eh, okay. I like that at the end, like, you know, Charlie ended up telling the bosses, like, you deserve more than what this dude wants. And and I see that the boss, like, I mean, the both the bosses, like, clearly saw that both of the assistants were doing, like, 
really good jobs, but they just had terrible ways of expressing it. But they were, but that doesn't mean that they weren't that they took it for granted. Rick, yeah, yeah, that Rick was the complete douchebag here, for real. Yeah, no, she wasn't good either. Yeah, she wasn't good either, like at all. Um, but I could see, I could see, like if we're talking about, um, like women in the like business industries and stuff like this, like how they've had quote-unquote had to like act a certain keep up this act of you know being bitches and mm-hmm. and and appearances of oh my god i hate this or are you one of those those women that don't say cut <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like damn Whoa. i don't say and that. then like the pause would be like i'm not i'm not awkward pause anyway like, anyway yeah and it's kind of like jesus like, like even i don't like say it like i was like and so even that like you you can see how even in using those words like you shouldn't call yourself that like mm-hmm. you shouldn't call it derogatory, yeah. it yeah it's super derogatory and so like just the choice of words um in this movie like you can tell it's from 2018 or at least like recorded before 2018 because yeah it released in 2018 but this definitely started like like they made this script in 2015 or something um yeah but even just like parsing that i would just go like it came out in 2018 i don't want to say like 2015 2016 but like you can tell those like People there's still those of, of yeah people are still people are still not being conscious about all of that stuff um and so this was before me too i think this yeah probably know. probably but like uh, i'd also don't want to mm-hmm. give like a whole cornerstone moment to me too because a lot of work was done before and, and since oh yeah i know i mean it's not saying that it's i mean when it was like at the height of, of yeah like of every of a lot mm-hmm. of uh, like actually been taken into consideration like in the film industry and all of this yeah. stuff um i mean even now like it's still kind of not really recognized in every single movie but that we can see it a lot more like a yeah lot more than before um where they're in- incorporating you know these these things that this movie doesn't necessarily take into consideration um but i mean Overall, like I think it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, aside from those like little little things that are big things, <laughs> yeah, uh, here and there. I honestly wouldn't have dated this dude. Like maybe would have been like no. a night one night stand, but then that's it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and then it'd be like okay, it's bye. Also- <laughs> You know what reminded me? Okay, because I got reminded of Alamala while I was watching it. Oh, really? Um, if you haven't li- if you haven't watched Alamala or listened to our, our episode on Alamala, you should. Um, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> we'll put the Alamala episode in the show notes. Uh, so I I got reminded of like when Suze, which I thought it was Susie, but it was like no, it's Suze, and where she's like, oh, I don't want to be with the person who's holding the seats but then like she still sticks around because he's got more time for her but then like you go to the dinner and he's like this kind of sucks this sucks i'm kind of tired of this This isn't really actually the life i want 
Uh, I'm realizing I don't want to be a part of the machine. I'm just used to being, I'm just used to this being, you know, and she's like, but you're my backup. And I was like, what is that supposed to make me stay? Like, like yeah, for her to say that, like, it's what you're supposed to sit back down. Like for her to be like, you're my backup. Like, damn, the boldness to say that to my face in this restaurant. And if like for him to still be a nice person to be like, you know what? Let me make a grand gesture of like, you could just buy what you want. You know what? What if I'm not the Rockefeller? <laughs> I thought that was the best part. When he was about to give him the card, I was like, no, 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 no. You took your card back. Yeah, hell no. You're <laughs> supposed to put a little are... cash on the table and keep moving. Yeah, like maybe that's you be like, I paid for the dinner and I've moved on. Yeah. Or your $70 for your steak. But at the same time, it's like, nah, just let her keep that bill. Yeah, just so rude. Like throughout the movie, Jay Z, Jay Z. It reminded, it reminded like that that type of character. And like Mm -hmm. for for a little bit, I was like, okay, she doesn't seem too bad. And it's like, no, this this chick is very superficial. Um. Oh, another thing that I thought we could talk about is that whole um something that the thing they say at the at the rehearsal dinner or like the engagement party thing and yet and yet uh-huh like that whole i like i like you all of this stuff but i love you despite of um mm-hmm. which i think is really interesting um because i understand where that is coming from like but but at the same time, you shouldn't like have to deal with those things. Like you say, you said like in your in your position, like if we're up to you, like I don't know if I want to be there while you're doing all your growing. Uh, whereas, let's say I wouldn't mind being there while you're doing all your growing. Like as an example, yeah. yeah. So it just depends, um, and also coming from like inexperience like the one I had um, Mm -hmm. where I remember my mom once told me that something similar to that like you know you love somebody when you learn to love even the parts you don't like about them or like the things that like basically tolerate the things that they're just not going to change or something like that and, like, I actually, like, took that very to heart, you know? And because of that, I mean, I was a lot younger back then when I was in my previous relationship. Um, but because we listen to stuff like that, we tend to tolerate a lot of things that we shouldn't. Like, that we shouldn't tolerate. Yeah. Uh, that are, like, going to bring us down as people that are going to make us feel less that are not going to let us grow you know and like where does that what does that leave to the other person you know I mean I'm not saying I want to date somebody that's going to change their whole like personality for me but I expect some sort of you know growth as a person while you're dating me yeah you know I want like we feel great we enjoy each other's company but we learn more from each other yeah. yeah And, like, I want to see that uh, 
I want to grow while I'm dating you and I want to see you growing while dating me because we're not perfect people and we're not complete people either. And so I'm not saying we complete each other. That is not what I'm saying. I'm what I'm, I'm trying to com- Yeah, we complement each other and we help each other grow in personally and in- individually and together like as a relationship. And so I thought that that was like, it really reminded me of that. And I was like, I mean, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like maybe the thing that I would say like despite of is like, okay, I love you even though you like this food, I don't. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but like some people take it to extreme, like, the, yeah, like the concept itself is harmless, but the application of the process of it is can be harmful of like, I love this person, like i love this person like they do this and that and blah blah blah, and they're they're so cute when they do this but like and it annoys me when you when you don't when you don't put the toilet seat down and I, it really bothers me every time you say something colorist and yet like <laughs> you're like it's like whoa colorism whoa that you're okay with like is there says something about like what you're in yet like what your stuff that you are annoyed by but you're still willing to put mm-hmm. up with it goes like one is like, why are you willing to put up with some colorism? Yeah. Like, like let's confront that. Or um, other things have been like, why, like, are, are you actually putting up with it? Or are you just like settling for something? Like, mm-hmm. to me, the end yet should be like, there's these little, these little pe- bits and pieces, which I think the movies, the point the movies make is like, there's these little bits and pieces that, are, that annoy me about the person like, oh, you don't, like, you, you refuse to walk, you try your best to avoid grass because you've had bad experiences. That's weird and sometimes annoying when we go to the park and yet <laughs> not not turning a blind eye to, to racism or misogyny or colorism. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like it, this, like for example, Rick in the movie, I would not, like if I were Harper and I saw what this dude like did whenever he was upset like completely like just toddler tantrums you know and just not caring about anything and you know charlie did it as a like quote-unquote guy of like oh they're just gonna you know be you know getting yeah, like he just needs to knock it out one more time before he go gets married and it's like what Huh? Yeah, n- like just talking about it's so here we have like these two really di- different perspectives. So if you look at it from Harper's perspective, Harper was really looking for somebody that her boss would fall in love with. Like she mm-hmm. wanted, like she wanted her to like have a relationship and stuff, but wasn't yeah. really expecting like oh marriage and all this stuff. But got really excited when she saw oh hey you know she's falling for this dude. Like she's like actually working, yeah. like it's working. And whereas where Charlie, Charlie was just really looking for somebody to entertain his boss's dick, like literally. Yeah, um, that's, boss, like only to occupy his boss's time. Like uh-huh. not, and yeah, not or really like, wanting. Like Charlie, Charlie, like was at this point of like I just need this to let to like I just need this to for um just to, uh no pun it's, well promotion. i'm gonna say it but like the point of being like i just need something that that'll write this out so i can ha- so i can have my relationship mm-hmm. versus get it write this out anyway 
I didn't say in the, when it popped in my head, it wasn't a joke, but then I said, it and I was like, this is kind of clever. Um, or like, but like Harp, like you're saying, Harper's like, I like, you know, it'd be nice if they like spent time together. Like Charlie's like, he need, they need to get late. Charlie's like, I just want them to spend time together. So then they're away from us. And it was like, oh, like he, she still cares for her boss the whole time. Like, and it shows so much of like, even when she has that moment of like, when she, she's like, no, I'm not. I don't want to work like I don't want to I want my I don't want my job back. I want to write. Mm-hmm. And like you're like you are my hero, but I need to act like I gotta like I have to like set my, my boundaries and express my needs. Mm-hmm. And that like it's definitely like really dangerous the way that like both both of these dynamics are like equated and like or juxtaposed in the movie because they're not it's not the same shit it's really like the dynamics are not the same and there's a reason why one person has has a job gets a different kind of job with the same person versus the other person becoming a temp and it sucks that charlie's a temp but like charlie exists in a different world where like the the the, uh, consequences of sticking your neck out aren't Aren't oh are aren't oh I might not get my head chopped off, mm-hmm. like Charlie gets his head chopped off basically, and that's like the truth. But like Charlie is also like oh I'm starting from square one and I need to do some relearning. So I I'm hopeful for, for Charlie. I'm sorry I just really want to be hopeful for Charlie. But like <laughs> goddamn that man is awful. Like that man has got some unlearning to do. Maybe that's why they didn't reward him for anything like you were yeah. saying at the end because that, which is good yeah like yeah there's nothing wrong with not getting rewarded for doing the good thing yeah. like you shouldn't and expect like you still have some learning to do yeah mm-hmm. um and i think that and there's nothing wrong from starting from scratch at 28 like i think we live in a we live in a society mm-hmm. again haha <laughs> we live in a society that expects us to have stuff at a like at a specific timeline and that's really constrained everybody from doing the things that they want to do or the things they need to do for themselves mm-hmm. and and pressuring people to like oh i gotta stay in school until like i like uh figure out what the hell i want to do or like i gotta yeah, finish hi. school as soon as <laughs> i gotta finish school i mean i gotta what's it called finish school like faster so i can start working and live on my own and like we we have been brought up socialized to these ideas that that we're gonna get some sort of reward if we do things faster um when in reality like nobody gives a shit unfortunately (laughs) nobody really gives a shit the cat the system doesn't give a shit the education system doesn't give a shit. Capitalism doesn't give a shit. The world just doesn't all give a lying shit. to each other. Yeah, They're, we're literally lying to each other about. Well, the people at the what. top create the lies and like let them stay. You know? Yeah, like we really, really live um, in a very like constrained world that tells us that we're free to do whatever we want, um, and and I mean. I get it, like, if people think that that's crazy, but really, look around you, like, how many of your choices are actually, like, all your choices? 
we end up with just having like whatever we're forced we're allowed to do or forced to choose like you can't blame somebody this was a really cool like example that my professor my intro to sociology professor did when i was teaching for him last semester and he's like so imagine this guy these two foods and it's like really gross food like this banana with um with like trash in it or something and then the other one was this juice that had like that was expired or something like that and so it says if you if one person had to choose like what to eat of these and these were the only choices that you that they had would would you like be a like say oh that's gross that you chose that no because either of them were going to be gross anyway you know mm -hmm. like if these were the only choices you had you can't blame the person for making a choice if that's the only thing that they really really had uh i think it's bullshit that people say like oh uh, you did have other choices. Because I used to believe that. Like, I admit, I used to blame people for making the wrong choices and say, like, hey, like, yeah. you always have a different choice. You have a different choice. Why? Because we're so engraved, those, like, things in our minds that, you know, sometimes you do. Sometimes you might have other yeah. choices. But in in most cases, you don't. And you or you can't, can't even see it. Or you yeah. can't even see it. Yeah, like you can't even see it. Like, um, and so in this in this case, it's like, you know, uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but the point is, is that this this dude had a lot of learning to do, and it's okay to start yeah. from scratch at any point of your life. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm like, that. And I like, guess, yeah. Sorry, go go Sorry, go. go ahead. No, I'm done. I was like, I'm gonna say, I was like, I want to make sure it's known that like Harper isn't perfect either. Of like mm -hmm. for her, like like one of like the fact that she does stand, like she kind of like sighs and keeps moving in these things is like she's used to operating in world in in, a, in worlds in the world like this, a society like this of like this is, I'm gonna have to take this and keep moving. But like it's like she has some like she has some learning, but like the point of her arc is like her like the main point of her arc isn't rooted in the same in the same kind of on unlearning mm -hmm. um though it though like it, it it should be like well it's there there's some stuff like her as a character isn't great but like isn't like there's some unlearning that I, that we've mentioned but like also her plot is like her plot is hey i've learned a lesson here of like of i need to like put myself first mm -hmm. and like Setting express boundaries. my needs and so like I feel like Harper has a more like has a has an arc that like ties ties off better of hey I've done I, I'm not really doing the thing well I'm like learning as a person and like I'm not putting myself first and like I care about this person but I need to like figure out the difference between hero worship and like and actually like putting myself out there as a professional and like she she does that um while his is more of like and it might just be the way we see it being being as we are living as we do we see we're like are more affected by the fact that charlie has an arc that's tied to capitalism and tied to misogyny mm -hmm. and tied to yeah tied to the 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 foundations of our of, of our institutions <laughs> <laughs> and so like that affects us more 
And so we're talking about that more, but like, that isn't to say that like Harper's a perfect character. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I still think Harper's cool, but like Harper's definitely not perfect either. And like, not a person where I'm like putting a character up on a pedestal. Like I don't have this character up on that mm-hmm. pedestal anymore. Like, and that's one of those interesting things about like growing as a person and going back to a movie you like, reevaluating. Um, what you're seeing in it and being like, who am I now that I'm seeing it? Like, oh, I'm wincing at jokes now. And like, oh, like this doesn't stand up as strong anymore. I don't, it doesn't mean as much to me as it used to. Yeah. Cause Harper, what, what Harper has is um, not to be mean, but very idealistic in some ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but she gets but the this, dream, like, yeah, yeah, because it's it's a dream. But at the same time, it's kind of the same thing. Her arc is different about setting boundaries, and oh my god, the thing about going to the freaking restaurant and just eating chips for free. Like, I know this is not illegal, but you should. This is not right. This is not, and it's like it's not right. You just don't never do come here again. Never yeah, come here again. I was like, you should at least tip. Like, I know like, one is bad. Like, I know you do what you got to do, but like. Don't do it often. Yeah, and it's not the first time she did it. Yeah, and that's but, like, not right. I be like, I'm not gonna show up if I can't like order something small, like a little nibble or something, and then yeah, eat even if just chip, a drink, you know? even if just a yeah. drink, like pay something. And, yeah, you know, like my mom was making fun of of it because I used to be, I used to be like that, but I would order a lemonade. Like I would yeah, order a lemonade so I could nothing. get my parking my parking stamp low uh, <laughs> for school. <laughs> but at least I ordered something. Like I didn't want to feel like I was completely like, you know, taking taking something. So whatever Harper was yeah. doing, Harper's like learn like unlearning and just like growth had a lot more to do with her like the way she saw herself and the boundaries that she put for herself like charlie also had like um you know his personal boundaries that he had to set and whatnot but he was Mm -hmm. a lot he he could be more outspoken because of his you know his positionality as a white male in like in this business sector um and I thought it was really funny how it's like, oh, you could go, you could go get your job if you go and you do your lacrosse team or something like. They make a joke about like all of this. I was like, damn. Yeah, he's like, you'll be just fine. You'll be you... just fine. That was really yeah. the only thing throughout this whole movie that I like at the beginning that I was like, damn, they're really gonna mention that like right now. But then at like, the same really time, assumed, she, like she really assumed that he was well off already. But okay, yeah, and <laughs> but at the same time, like you shouldn't do that. Like you, like you shouldn't stereotype people like that because yeah. even though it is a fact that some people have have a like a like have a better chance at getting things in mm-hmm. this world in this society that we live in, doesn't mean everybody does. You know, it doesn't yeah. some mean some people so, look like that because they're cosplaying the role. Yeah, they're cosplaying yeah. it until they can make it like, oh, okay, the rich people wear chubbies. Okay, I'm gonna have these super short shorts on. Oh, like chubbies are super short shorts. Um, that's what they're called. That's one brand of them. One brand of them is called chubbies. Okay, so like, okay, here we go. Here's a meme. So you know that, like, um, I want to say they're called chubbies. If they're not, then I'm wrong, but Michelle's gonna look it up. 
later. Um, but there's also like, okay, you know that meme where it's like, you know, I had to do it to him, and it's like the dude with the watch and the pink shorts. Uh huh. Is that kind of shorts of like, oh. okay, the dude bro with the watch and like the spare, the like boat shoes. And like, the like yeah the those kind of like harvard elite kind of like Look. type but i'm like to me Char- to me charlie's like cosplaying the role of like he didn't come from this but he's he's doing this so that he can he's be in trying it. yeah and so he's like cutting away from it he's cutting himself down to be to become it yeah and- because he wouldn't if he had really like grown up in that environment i feel like he, he would show it in his personality like rick yeah does. it's like ugh, you live here or even just his friend like his best friend um I thought, up like you're a piece of shit yeah it's like that he wouldn't have that kind of friend if he had grown up in that yeah that, I feel like if he had that sort of personality, like he was really just playing it like that. Um, Did we which just I think around on Charlie a little bit, like huh? I mean, like still, still saying everything we say of like he needs to do some learning. But like at first, I was like, this dude sucks. But now I'm like, this dude is a product of his environment. He's, product, he's a product <laughs> of his environment, just like all of us. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I mean, the, all forget- the stuff. Yeah, he needs to learn. Yeah, just because you grow up in an environment doesn't give you the right or give you an excuse to be a dickhead. And so, and so, I mean, I thought it a super side note, but when I was, uh, when I had just moved to the US, uh, Mm -hmm. and stuff, or like I started going to school here, I could, I used to have this thing where I would stereotype really bad, um, when guys would wear shorts, like I could Mm -hmm. tell guys i would say like oh guys who wear short shorts are white white guys or like are usually like people from the united states because people in in the valley are like mexican people like would never wear i would never see them ever wear any shorts like mm-hmm. above the knee like ever unless, That's just yeah like unless it was like soccer thing. unless you're playing sports yeah yeah unless you're playing sports but if you're just wearing shorts most of the shorts are like are they cargo no cargo shorts or just kind of like just shorts that are cargo the, the one knee. with the pockets yeah, yeah with the pockets so either they're like uh on the knee or a little bit under the knee nothing above that and so i remember when when i used to look at people i was like yeah that's how i know you're from here or something but now you know we grow up we realize that some people are just playing the part too and so Mm -hmm. or some people have no choice because of size and even though they wish they had shorts that were up to their knees shorts aren't sold that way hi i'm (laughs) geo and for a long time i I don't like i'm not a big fan of shorts because shorts are short (laughs) Oh gosh. But anyway, it's it's really yeah. I think this like I said, Harper and Charlie, they're not perfect people. They're product of, you know, at the end they're both product of what they both aspire to be and what society's like put mm-hmm. them to think because the whole thing, you know, Charlie even mentions it of like what isn't the point of getting a job, something that you don't like but gives you money is like right there that line itself just shows like this is literally you know what a lot of people have been working for and Mm -hmm. i mean if that's your deal then okay sure you know you do you if you're satisfied with that type of work that 
I mean, yeah, don't harm people, but like, do what you like. If this is if this is the choice you're making, you're not harming people. Then we can be we 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 can be cool. Like, yeah, yeah. But if you're harming people, we got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're done. Yeah, I think. I mean, we could keep talking shit about society all we want, but <laughs> yeah, we could do that. But but there's plenty of season for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty. plenty of season to talk shit about society because this is the first episode of season three. And thank you for listening um, here on Share Club Pod, uh, available where podcasts are found. Also, we have a Patreon where you have the $2, $5, and $10 tier. The $2 tier, you get the audio early. $5 tier, you get the audio and the video early and an exclusive Patreon episode every month. And in the $10 tier, you get all the $5 shit and voting power and some voting power. Uh, when things arise, you get a little bit, you get even more of a taste of what go down and in, in a, a slice of dis- decisions. Um, so go join Patreon, patreon.com slash share club pod. Um, thank you, Michelle, for indulging me in, in watching this. Because <laughs> yeah. I know romantic comedies aren't your thing. I know it. Yeah, we talked not. about it here. That's yeah. We talked about it with Alamala. <laughs> like you're like, I like this one. That is kind of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing our season three. Uh, I have an idea of what to call this episode. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I. What did you put? Growing in like, like growing in a society or something. I don't know. I was like rough. I've been like. Because we talked about a lot about like unlearning and a lot about growing up and like we have what stuff about where we're, like, we're a figuring product of up. our society. Oh, that's too dark. It's like not fun. It doesn't sound fun enough. I don't know. Uh, Something about like I an mean, active word makes things sound fun. I, I had put uh, never settle for less. I put it on my notes, but we could talk since we ended up talking you could about, do that. about society. We, I was like, never settle for less. I do like the line, never settle for less. Mm, we'll figure it out. Okay. All righty. Well, <laughs> y'all have a good rest of your weekend. Um, and we'll see you next week. Uh, remember, sharing is caring. Uh, makes the world go round. Um, be kind to yourself because you're doing your the best you can and be kind to others because they are also doing the best they can. This queep is out. Ooh. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> and broadcast. And broadcast. <laughs> I'm clicking it. <laughs>